Welcome to Middle-Aged Wisdom. I'm Nancy, and I'm a dentist. I'm Dave, and I'm an engineer. We're here to share what we've learned about life, business, and leadership. Join us as we try to figure it all out. What it takes to live our best lives. Welcome to episode 33 of the podcast, Middle-Aged Wisdom. So we were out shopping the other day. We went out to some small businesses and and tried to, uh, you know, help the retail industry a little bit. We found ourselves... How about the economy? uh, The economy, that's right, that's right. We found ourselves in a local bookstore, the Tattered Cover. People have been to Denver or from Denver, you're, you're very familiar with the Tattered Cover. Uh, great bookstore. Anyway, so we leave the bookstore and each of us got a book. You know, we just wanted to, you know, support the business and we each got a book. So we leave the bookstore and we're walking down the street. And I don't know, I think we're walking for maybe 15 minutes and I'm carrying this bag with these books in it. You know, and I walk, you know, a couple minutes, no big deal. And it's not really that heavy. But after we've been walking for about 15 minutes, it was interesting to notice how my elbow felt. After just 15 minutes of carrying these books, it literally felt like my elbow was slowly but surely being pulled. So incredibly dramatic. (laughs) Out of its socket, people. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's what it felt like. And I just sort of remarked, it's not the first couple minutes of carrying this small bag of three or four books. It's the 15th minute or the 20th minute that it adds up and gets you. Right. So little things over time can add up to something bigger. And that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about the chronic versus the acute. When we hear chronic and acute in medicine, we often think that chronic is more so, oh, long lasting. Someone comes in with a chronic pain. My knee hurts. My hip hurts. My jaw has always hurt for the last 10 years. It's usually a very long extended amount of time. When someone comes in with acute pain, it's usually very painful. It's sudden onset. It's intense. It's very dramatic. An example in your office might be a kid fell down and knocked out their tooth. That would be be a dramatic one time, but big deal Mm -hmm. sort of thing. Often people will come in with a toothache because it developed overnight and they need a root canal and something happens very acutely. But here's the thing. Big, rare, dramatic things get a lot of attention. You have a toothache, you talk about it. You have a a fall, you talk about it. It's like for that moment, your world is consumed by this acute, dramatic, oh, what happened? Right. You you have a story. There's a story. Attached to it, for sure. Yeah. Like if you watch the news or read the newspaper, it's full of acute, dramatic things. They'll find the most dramatic thing. And that's what they- They live off of that. Yeah. But these chronic things, they build up and they're very, very important, but they don't get a lot of attention. So Nance, you've talked about this with me as it relates to candy and Mm -hmm. a certain holiday. (laughs) Yes. In the dental world, this is one example. We're going to talk about a lot of examples. We talk about Halloween. So Halloween, your kids go out and they go trick-or-treating and they get a bag full of candy. Our rule in our house has always been engorge yourself on this one night eat everything you want to eat you can eat skittles and you can eat a snickers and you can have a reese's peanut butter cup and a hershey's kiss and 
anything your heart desires for this one night. Eventually, as all parents know, your child will get sick of the candy. They'll get a bellyache, they won't start feeling well, and it's kind of once and done. So much so that the next day, they really don't even want it. We do something called the Switch Witch, which you can switch it out for some toy or some treat or whatever it is that they would like, um, or you can donate it. You know, we've done for a very long time, we used to do Operation Gratitude, where we donate the candy to the military, and it's something for them to snack on while they're overseas or whatever it may be, and it's just kind of a nice thing to do. So whatever it is, we get it out of our house. Yes. The chance of getting a cavity from that one night of engorgement is very, very low. Chance of getting a cavity with consuming sugar every single day is very, very high. Now, this brings to mind how, now, Nance, you you didn't have a cavity until you were, I don't know, in your 40s? You, you had one? Your yes. first one in your 40s, right? Yes. Well, for me, I had a few as a kid, which you, you know, like to give me a hard time for every now and then. But here's the thing. Uh, when I grew up in my house, we always had sweets all over. We had milk duds and whoppers and uh, star crunches and fudge rounds and you name it. And and for my mom, she grew up, didn't get to have any of that stuff as a kid growing up. So when she was an adult, she really liked having that stuff around if she felt like having it. And then so for us as kids, that meant that pretty much every day I was eating a little bit of that. Right. And eventually, yeah. You got the cavities. I got the cavities. <laughs> yeah. So then in Dave's work with working with waterways and working with um, flood areas, it, this also comes into play in his field of work. Yeah, so I work on uh, stream restoration and flood control projects for a government agency. And what gets a lot of attention in my industry, what's the acute event? That would be well, a flood, of course. That's what you read about on the news. There's people getting rescued. It's chaos, right? But what really uh, comes into play and involves more of our time and money on a yearly basis is really the chronic degradation of our streams caused by urbanization. You know, so when a watershed goes from being like an empty field or a farmer's field, and now you urbanize it with a whole new neighborhood, mm -hmm. when it rains on that new neighborhood with rooftops and streets and hardscapes, it puts a lot more water in the creek. And so the daily flow eats away at the stream bed and banks, and that erosion is really what we spend a lot of our time and money on to fix because it eventually, it threatens utilities, it threatens somebody's backyard, and it's really the chronic buildup over time mm -hmm. that does way more than the rare floods. Right, that makes sense. So one of the books that was purchased that Dave opened with with that story was something called The E-Myth. Anybody out there that's in business, The E-Myth book is a great book. They have it in all sorts of careers. So they had Emeth Dental, which I read I probably 10 years ago I read that, really, really long time ago. This one I got because it's just generalized business, and it was a great book. He has great stories. In the book, he talks about this fat guy, little guy story. That was his words. So basically, he was talking about that moment in time when maybe you've gained a little bit of weight and you're watching TV and you might be eating a sandwich or a thing of popcorn. You get up, you get your second serving of said sandwich or popcorn. You sit back down and all of a sudden an exercise commercial comes on. You look at the exercise commercial and you think, oh my goodness, what am I doing to myself? I'm so unhealthy. I need to get fit. I need to do something about this. And he gets up and he's like, done with the sandwich and he's done with the popcorn change in his life change in his life yeah. in that split acute moment right next morning he wakes up 5 a.m he goes to work out 
he's all revved up to go. He makes the perfect breakfast, the perfect lunch, salads and delicious, yummy vegetables and, and fruits oat, and, and oatmeal and smoothies. And, <laughs> all sorts of and good things. There's probably some kale in there. Right. <laughs> kale, of course. Then he comes back from work and he's all energized and his brain is clear. And he comes back from work and he goes and he works out for another 30 minutes and he's revved up. Day two, the same thing happens. Day three, the same thing happens. Day four, he wakes up and it's raining. Oh. And all of a sudden... That old previous person, I won't say the word, previous person comes into play in his mind and says, you don't need to do it today. It's raining. It's okay. It's just one day. You just did it the last three days. Right. Everything's fine. And so this one little moment in time changes the course of action. And now all of a sudden, the next day, it's a little bit easier to not do it again. Just a little. A little bit easier. And then the following day, same thing. And maybe it takes a lot more to get back in the groove. But that's how these little changes create this negative experience. Mm -hmm. So I think what we're doing today is just trying to create mindfulness about it and awareness because we don't want that to happen this year. We want it all to be positive, good habits that develop over time that stick with us. And that's one of those things about fitness I always found so fickle was, mm -hmm. you know, a day, another day, eventually becomes 10 days, two weeks, whatever. It does. And eventually at the end, that end of that week or two, I'm like, oh my gosh, I can feel that I'm not in as good a shape as I was like two weeks ago. Right. A short amount of time. Oh my gosh. That's why I've talked about in previous podcasts that even if I get that five, 10 minutes in, at least I did something and oftentimes it leads to more. Mm -hmm. So if I can commit to five, 10 minutes on the treadmill every single day of that habit, I know that it's going to lead to more. It's going to be a healthier lifestyle for me. Yeah. And we've talked in other episodes about how just little things in a positive direction in the direction you want to go can build up over time and aggregate kind of like compounding interest. Similarly, in a negative way, little things in the negative direction can start compounding themselves over time. Right. Yeah. A while back, almost a year ago now, I can't believe we've been doing this podcast for almost a year. <clears throat> oh my goodness. It's like our pandemic podcast. <laughs> it is. <laughs> almost a year ago, we were talking about subscription services mm -hmm. and how these subscription services, you spend $10, 14 it's never $10, $9.99, mm -hmm. $14.99 for your monthly subscription. And if you don't cancel it, it's only... 10 bucks, 15 bucks one time a month, but over the course of time, the course of a year, a couple hundred bucks goes by and you don't even know it. And they know it too. They know that once you have subscribed to whatever they have, now it could be, it's a lot of online things. It could be a newspaper, it could be an app, whatever mm -hmm. it is. They know you're not likely to cancel it. And if you do, they're going to make it difficult. And what I'll do for that, because I have done those apps for monthly subscriptions, um, especially during the intermittent fasting that I've been doing. But what I'll do is it's $9.99 and then I'll go into my phone and I mark two days before it ends in my phone and I cancel it hmm. if I choose to. So I'm not saying all subscription services are bad. No. It's just that chances are you're not going to use it for a full year. So why not just get the life out of it that you use it and then cancel it? Yeah, it's like it's a really important thing to look at at least once a year just to make sure you're not getting, you know, bled dry, this death by a thousand cuts sort of thing with subscriptions, because that's mm -hmm. the thing. 
Exactly. That's like the candy every day each year. That's what will get you in the end. That's what will lead to the cavity, Nancy. Right, right. the cavity in your pocket, which is a big hole with no money. Those are the Whoppers (laughs) and Milk Duds that are always there, always around, and you just want to have them. Exactly. So let's talk about marriage. Mm -hmm. Dave and I have talked about this a lot because this has happened to us. We have gotten very busy in our lives at some moments in time. It's interesting because during the pandemic, we found that we are finding all these different things to do and new things. And Cece may have been off from school. So a lot of our time was really spread across different things between getting ready for work, when's work coming back, and Dave was still working, and Cece was home from school, and all these things were spread thin, and we felt like days were going by when we didn't have a meaningful conversation with each other. It's like, how do we get so busy when we're all always home? (laughs) How does this happen? It sounds unreal, but it happens. And the one day um, we were talking, and I said, I feel like we haven't had a real conversation lately. Like I don't want to go down this rabbit hole of negativity and of not talking and making it a point. Bite-sized interactions. Right. And and that's what it was. That's Mm -hmm. a great way to put it. It was these little snippets of time of what time did Cece wake up? Did you guys get lunch yet? Nothing meaningful. Nothing about how was your day? What happened today? Tell me about it. Nothing that really told us each about each other. Yeah, because we don't have our our parents in the same town as us. We don't really have family here. It's been, you know, it's we don't really have babysitting during this pandemic. We've just it's just always been all of us always mm-hmm. together. Right. Yeah. Right. And so little things over time can turn into something very negative. And I think that that's the rabbit hole, unfortunately, that a lot of marriages go down. Yeah, it's kind of like these little degrading of the relationship a little bit each day, and eventually a year or two goes by, and now it's almost akin to you walk by on the street where there's a tree that's growing, and all of a sudden one day, the first time you ever notice the tree, it's when it's like 20 feet tall, and you're like, oh my gosh, how'd that tree get there? Right. And the answer is, well, it didn't get there one day, and it didn't get there by itself, but it kept growing a little bit over time, and now look at it. Oh my gosh. So being mindful of that, and I don't want to say to force conversation, but you do have to make it a point to have meaningful conversations every day because that's what fuels your relationship. That's what maintains your connection to each other. And the same thing can, oh man, it can certainly happen with friendships. I mean, think about people from earlier in life who were a daily part of your life. Like you just, you hung out with them all the time. Right. High school, college friends, whatever. Mm -hmm. They were just like a key part of your life. And then eventually, you know, a few weeks go by, a few months go by. Maybe you used to talk, I don't know, weekly, monthly, whatever, Mm -hmm. after high school, after college. Eventually, does it get to like once or twice a year? Eventually, a year goes by and it's, it's just the same sort of thing. It's like kind of a chronic sort of degradation of the habit of connecting with each other. And the friendship, all of a sudden, you'll find yourself a couple of years later, and it's like, oh my gosh, I don't feel like I know that person anymore, right. really. Or I haven't talked to so-and-so in so long. So I think in friendships, it's really important to do the same thing that you would with your romantic relationship. You have to make it a point to stay in contact with the people that you really want in your life. I know before the pandemic, it was 
months and months at a time that I would talk to my college friends and my dental school friends. And during the pandemic, it's the one thing that changed for the better that I really, really have enjoyed. Now it's more likely that we'll ask each other for, I don't know, a recommendation on a book or what do you think about doing this in the office or what have you done with this at work or with my friends from college, we'll talk about the kids and things we do on a weekend, kind of ideas of things to keep us busy, all those sorts of things. Before we weren't as likely to do that, maybe because we had so many people that we were maybe in friendships with that came over our house and we were busier with those people that were in our neighborhood and in our lives geographically geographically close yeah, right and so it made that distance even more with the people that do live a little bit further away but with the pandemic it was more like okay i'm not seeing everybody that i normally see every day i have tons of time and it just renewed those friendships which i'm so grateful for yeah like if you're going to connect with people anybody virtually even the people that live a couple miles away well you might as well connect with your main peeps because it, it's really just somebody on the other end of a screen either way. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's an interesting, good thing that happened over this time. But something to think about with your friendships. Who do you really want in your life? And maybe you can renew that friendship now while you still have a little bit of time on your plate. Yeah, because some of these things like maintaining really, you know, maintaining a friendship with people far away it's easy to do. It's actually pretty easy to do if you just have a little intention around it. But that here's the thing. It's also easy not to do. And that's mm-hmm. what's that's what gets you in the end. So I actually have created a calendar, a recurring uh, calendar sort of reminder for me once a month. Mm-hmm. And it's got a list of people and it tells me that I should make it a point to try to schedule something with this somebody on this list. And there's like, I don't know, there might be 10 or 20 people on it. Mm-hmm. But it's like, just schedule a virtual lunch for an hour with one of these people. So easy to do, especially during lunch. It's not hard, but you kind of need to be prompted and you need to have some intention around it. Right. That's so good of you. I think that it's a really good idea. And especially if you want to keep those people in your life, you have to keep those friendships alive. You have to keep the memories alive. All those things are so important. So let's move towards work. Systems and work and breakdown of systems, again, like we've been talking about, so easy to do. I know that when we have a system created by one of our consultants, whenever we have a consultant come in, it always revs us up. We get really invigorated. We get excited. We're looking at these systems to put into play, whether it's with the movement from you know, the hygienist to the doctor or from the front desk to the back or whatever it may be, we're creating these systems constantly. And we get so excited to implement them because we think, wow, that's going to be a real time saver. That's so efficient. This will be amazing. Right. And we get excited. And then we do it the next day. We do it the following day. And just like the e-myth story about the big guy and little guy, the same thing happens. One day, it just doesn't get done. And then it's so easy to forget because now you've implemented five, 10 new systems or new things to do, it's easy to forget one. You forget the one the next day, you forget the same one, and then maybe a week later, now you're forgetting two. By the time you look back in a year, all those systems that you just created are completely nil. Like they never even existed. How did we get here, people? (laughs) 
<laughs> so it's the same thing with work. You have to be very, very cognizant of keeping all the systems in line and in check. And you have to keep doing them over and over and over again. Because as soon as you stop, it becomes a chronic issue of inefficiency. Chronic inefficiency that will get you in the end, people. I could think of an example in my work, and it would be filing emails. Mm. Oh, we, uh, and I don't want to go down a rabbit hole with this. I'll just say something very, very briefly. So as soon as I say the word email, I don't want, don't want everybody <laughs> to shut their brains off. But basically, I used to have a system for sliding them over into different folders, and then it would automatically sort of file them. Mm -hmm. And then eventually that system kind of got broken, and you'd slide it over in a folder, and it wouldn't get put where it needed to go, and I just got annoyed. And then a week goes by, mm -hmm. and now... I've got, I don't know, a few hundred emails Hundreds. now mm -hmm. that I need to log and I don't do it. I think I stopped doing it a few years ago now. <laughs> it's probably thousands just waiting in your inbox. Well, and oddly, I saw a thing. So if anybody knows the author, Adam Grant, he's a really popular author and talks a lot about social science and social behavior. And one of the things he, I saw him put on social media not too long ago was about email. And it said that People who set up these really elaborate filing systems for email actually spend more time setting those things up and maintaining them than they ever do actually trying to retrieve emails mm -hmm. to where if you compare that with somebody who doesn't do that and they just, you know, go do a search for an email they're trying to find on the odd chance they're looking for something old, they save the person who doesn't set up the elaborate structure saves way more time. So that's all you had to read to make it legit that you didn't do it? Is that what you're saying? I feel sort of edified and just validated. Like, yes, Adam Grant. <laughs> that's exactly I what I am I'm with thinking. you. Yes. <laughs> okay. So for the message for today is basically about nipping that chronic issue in the bud. So basically not allowing it to fester into something negative or fester into a broken habit or whatever it may be. It's a good idea to really be in check, be in check with your marriage, be in check with your friendships, be in check with your systems at work, be in check with your food intake and your exercise and all those things so we can have a powerful, good 2021. And ultimately, don't let these little things become a big thing.